welcome to this bonus episode of Hear My Words, a podcast about lived experience in homelessness with first-person voices. I'm your host, Rachel Krupbosch. Keep in mind the conversations we will be having throughout the season are candid and raw, so be advised that there might be some coarse language. If you haven't had a chance to hear our introductory podcast, go back and have a listen to hear more about what we are up to. Okay, so let's dive right into the meat of Medicine Hat's legendary status in the quest to end homelessness. In 2015, Medicine Hat made waves around the world as the city that ended homelessness. From the New York Times to Upworthy.com, Medicine Hat was lauded and applauded, but many residents were left scratching their heads as they were still seeing people out on the streets. There has been much confusion surrounding what it actually means to end homelessness, so we hope this bonus episode will help clear the air around that a little bit. First of all, what do we define as homelessness? So the Canadian government classifies individuals experiencing homelessness as unsheltered homeless, sheltered homeless, provisionally accommodated, or those in imminent risk of experiencing homelessness. So now that we've got that straight, here are two common definitions around ending homelessness. First, you have functional zero. A functional zero end to homelessness means that communities have a systematic response in place that ensures homelessness is prevented whenever possible or is otherwise a rare, brief, and non-recurring experience. Absolute zero refers to a true end to homelessness where everyone has access to supports and appropriate housing so that no one becomes homeless or is at risk at all in the first place. Rather than opposite concepts, Functional zero follows the path to an absolute zero and to homelessness. We asked our guest from episode one, Jamie Rogers, to elaborate on the confusion surrounding ending homelessness in Medicine Hat. Here's what she had to say. Um, so even, even in terms of like functional zero, absolute zero, we've actually are looking at new shifts in that. So that's how quickly we're learning from our system of care here in Medicine Hat and kind of where it can fit. So when we look at functional zero, functional zero is a... Uh, national definition around your threshold for chronic homeless populations. So in Medicine Hat, our rate is three people need to be uh, at the chronic level. And so we need to be at our three people on our on our active by names list, if you will. So what we're learning is that a number on a piece of paper, we've always said this, doesn't mean much out of context. Three is a number. And my issue is whether we're at three or 10 people that are chronic, we have people moving into community and stuff like that, or people moving in, being out of homelessness. So it's a number on a piece of paper. It doesn't talk about systems, which is what we're learning. What I'm learning is one of the biggest um, downfalls of creating uh, what it means to have functional zero homelessness. Okay, so that seems pretty straightforward, but there's still a lot of misinformation out there, especially about Medicine Hat specifically. This is where the community is at. What we're learning is that um, when we look at policy, um, policy in the absence of practice, um, can be um, challenging um, and really understanding community context is what's really important in terms of the inflow and outflow and the migration of people that are experiencing homelessness or just passing through communities so we actually have a spike in ours we're at 10 people and people be like holy shit that's like super high and we're going it's still whether it's 10 people or two people they're homeless we need to help them um, so we don't get so fixated on numbers and timelines around that um, so in medicine hat um got a lot of attention a couple of years ago around ending homelessness. The piece that media never picked up on, although we, it was said almost every single time, was 
ending homelessness means dot 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 so that was never that doesn't make sexy headlines it doesn't make people pick up papers or click on articles so in medicine hat what it means is that initially when we did our plan it was about people were connected within 10 days not that they were housed in 10 days because choice is so important in our entire system of care that people once people identified as homeless they would be connected to the appropriate supports and programs and then you know so that 10-day connection by the time we knew they were homeless to the time they were connected to the appropriate program and then they got housing whatever that looked like for them um, and that kind of just miscommunicated into lots of other areas so Today, what we when we talk about ending homelessness in medicine, what we're talking about is that a robust system of care exists to meet the needs of individuals. It means that homelessness is not a state that people need to stay in because services are available to help get them on their journey home. Um, it does not mean we house people immediately. It does not mean we forego any of those things. We actually have learned to slow down processes a little bit. When we slow down the process, people have the ability to articulate and think what their level of need actually is and what type of housing they want. And so, yes, there's an urgency to ending homelessness, but not at the cost of quality ever, ever, ever. Um, that's why we, you know, we can put people in hotels and stuff like that. But that's not actually addressing their homelessness. That's addressing their night out, if you will, or on the street. And then we talk about housing and more permanent types of housing solutions. So, um, so back to your original question around functional zero and absolute. We will always have people experiencing homelessness here in Medicine Hat. They don't need to stay in that state, though. I think that's the most important thing to take away. And we also know that um, our services, um, as we're learning now, because we still have people not participating in programs and services, we need to rethink what we're offering. So even though we talk about having a robust system of care, it's also a flawed system of care. So we need to go back to those that have gone through it or have not participated in our system of care and actually ask the question about what do we need to be doing differently to actually meet your needs. And something that those with lived experience have talked about in a lot of community engagement and one-on-one sessions is, wouldn't it be great to go in and I'll just tell you what I need and it's provided for me. And here's the interesting thing. It wasn't about extravagant things it wasn't a demanding of thou shalt give me a house and do this and do that and do that it was like I just need x y or z I just need tires for my car so I can get to work on time where my boss doesn't write me up I just need to know that I have enough money for my kids's lunch it wasn't demands it was very appropriate ask for what they actually thought they needed to actually have more stable housing and to fulfill their lives in a certain way or to support their kids differently. They weren't they weren't wrong and what not wrong. They weren't um extravagant in what they asked for. They asked for very basic things that you or I would ask for. So we are moving towards now service elements and actually taking dismantling program type talk um, and having service elements that actually tie into what people actually need. It's no different than you or I going to I don't know, any anywhere, take a menu somewhere. Or going, hey, I've got to go to my chiropractor and here's where on my body it hurts and here's kind of what I think I need and what do you think? And it's a negotiation of this is kind of what I'm feeling and this is what I think I need and then they will be, you know, assess and do what they need to do or no different than going to a restaurant is a really great example. And I don't mean to, to, to parallel the two by any stretch of the imagination, but you get to decide what you want to eat at a restaurant. And you get to decide what tip you want to give at the end, if you do, if the service was great. So we're really taking that kind of um, modality, if you will, and looking at if people coming in that are homeless going, I just need this and this and this, why do we box them into a program? It doesn't make sense. 
it makes sense when we talk about from a funder perspective because we have certain criteria that we need to adhere to and box people into but maybe we can rethink that maybe we can actually look at what the level of need is that people are actually articulating and have always articulated what they need and want and do that that has nothing to do with functional zero whatsoever but i think that is actually how you achieve absolute zero in your community when you actually listen to people and hear what they what their level of need is and they know what the answers are they always did we just didn't listen you might think that agencies that currently serve the homeless population might feel uneasy about this kind of approach where we move away from programs with concrete parameters and more into meeting people where they are and addressing specific needs. I asked Jamie about that. Jamie was kind enough to provide us with some to-dos and some pretty big not-to-dos. I would say we are super fortunate that um, those that we work directly with in government, all levels of government, are really open and receptive to the change. I think Medicine Hat is known for being innovative in our delivery and our thinking and how we look at systems change as well and how we collaborate. Um, so I think they're opening open to seeing where we go with this and kind of what the potential is. So I think they're, they are open to looking at how to operationalize systems differently so we can be more effective for the people that we are there to serve. So when we talk about systems planning being innovative and effective, and actually, at the end of the day, it's going to be cost savings measures as well. So sometimes we need to make sure that we're communicating what the um, what we know, what the outcomes will be in a way that is relatable to government and kind of different levels of government based on the current governments and if that changes and stuff. So we a, need to be cognizant that there might be shifts. There's always shifts and our budget shifts or whatnot and and be not neutral in that, but choose our language around that. And so it's not about... This isn't about government. This is about community-based planning for community members and find a way to translate that in a way that makes sense to government where they do have an appetite to look at if we can create efficiencies in systems and care and provide a better quality service, who wouldn't want that? Ultimately, these programs and services cannot exist without the funders we mentioned before. And so I was curious to know how they felt about the changing nature of the homeless system of care. So we have three levels of government that actually contribute and they contribute in very different ways. So we have our um, provincial government, so our community and social services that fund our outreach support service initiatives um, and a good chunk of change. And then we have the federal government uh, through their reaching home strategy that funds us um, X amount of dollars. And then we actually have the city of Medicine Hat that does not fund us with um, financial investment, but they actually are there as a great ambassador and we'll look at developing affordable housing if we if we get to that stage and whatever that looks like so good supporters of the initiative and we'll talk about it and I know that's why Medicine Hat got a lot of profile as actually with our mayor actually doing a lot of media stuff around it and it's a good invitation into community to learn about all the other great initiatives that the that the city does and not just housing and homelessness but you know they talked about lots of other different um um companies and business opportunities in Medicine Hat. So it just really raises the profile of a really fantastic community. We know now how the federal, provincial, and municipal governments are contributing to ending homelessness. But how can we help? Jamie was kind enough to provide us with some to-dos and some pretty big not-to-dos. I think one of the most powerful things people can do is that when you see someone that you are, in your own mindset, have decided is vulnerable or homeless, um, say hi. Um, I think there's a saying like people hearing hearing your name is probably the most profound thing. 
um, talk to them, say hi. Um, talk to everyone and say hi, quite frankly. Um, and I think once you talk to people, everyone has a story. And if you talk to them or are genuinely interested in them, um, I've met some of the most amazingly brilliant and resilient and the strongest people I've ever known and will ever know through this work uh, because I stopped to say hi. Not because of position, not because of profile, not because anything else, but it was a genuine, how are you doing? Um, and do you need help? Um, I think when we take the time to actually just see people and to talk to people just because they're people and not because we want to save them or not because we will feel better about ourselves, um, that's the wrong fucking motivation. It just is. Um, not saying that people shouldn't contribute and volunteer and do those things, but um, yeah, just, just rethink that a little bit. And, you know, if you see someone that you think might be homeless and if you actually want to help, I think one of the best things to say is, hey, my name is so-and-so. Um, do you have somewhere safe to stay tonight? Um, just ask that question. If you were that genuinely concerned and you were too afraid to ask that question, I think I think we need to reevaluate your concernness. Um, if your concern is about being right and showing that, look at we haven't ended homelessness. We've actually had people that have photographed people, taken shots with them on their phone and said to going, see, we you didn't end homelessness. I'm like, my response is, what was their name? You've taken the time to, you know, post a photograph of someone that you think is homeless, but you can't tell me what their name was. That doesn't tell me anything about them, but it tells me everything about you, everything. Um, so if you do, if we do not, we talk about an ethic of care, and I think that ethic of care and concern is about if we are again genuinely concerned about people in our community, you stop and ask the question. Um, now, if it's an unsafe situation or if people are, you know, maybe come across aggressive, obviously don't do that, but you can call someone and just say, hey, I'm concerned about so-and-so. I get phone calls at all hours of the evening going, hey, we think someone's sleeping outside or council city councillors will call. And I'm like going like, thank you for calling. Like, we'll follow up and do the best we can as well. Or police will come and like, let's get people help, not criticize and condemn them. Yeah. Um, so basic. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think that is the most profound and just ask people how they're doing and then show a genuine interest in people. It's, it's not, it's seriously not rocket science. If they actually is rocket science, this is not it. All right, so here's what we've learned. Medicine Hat has achieved a functional zero end to homelessness. So again, that means this community has a systematic response in place that ensures homelessness is prevented whenever possible or is otherwise a rare, brief, and non-recurring experience. That being said, as we heard from Jamie, the work is far from over. However, there are individuals, agencies, and organizations finding new and innovative strategies to achieve absolute zero and housing stability for everyone. Keep in mind that we as individuals can contribute to help restore a sense of dignity to those who are experiencing homelessness, even by just making eye contact and saying hello. Not too hard, right? If you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe to keep up with the latest episodes and give us a rating on your podcast platform of choice. Join the conversation by connecting on Facebook and Instagram and let us know what you think about this week's episode. You can also visit the website for resources and links to topics we refer to on the show. Thank you for joining us for Hear My Words with our guest, Jamie Rogers.
Jamie and other support workers will be with us throughout the season to help us understand the experience of the homeless system of care. This has been Hear My Words.